On today's episode of the Too Legit Show, All Fight Edition, of course I'm talking about Habib UFC 242. I'm kicking the show off with that. Gotta talk some boxing as well. Canelo and Kovalev, Mikey versus Manny. Of course, the BMF title just got announced officially for MSG. And I'll dive into the predictions after our David Benavidez interview. If you haven't heard that, I'm going to play it for the show. And we'll talk about Devin Haney. We'll talk about Jaime Munguia, Ryan Garcia, and all that good stuff. Folks, I got to drop the B. I want to thank all my sponsors, including Ripple, September's show presenting sponsor, the best drink. It's organic. It's keto. It's gluten-free. It's all that. And then so make sure to check out Ripple and type in too legit in the checkout box for free shipping. And folks, you got to give big thanks to the Higher Path, another one of our sponsors, the Higher Path Collective, the best dispensary in Los Angeles, and they're opening a new location up in Napa. Very cool. So if you're in the LA area, North LA area, make sure to check out the Higher Path and say Alex from the Two Legit Show sent you. Let's drop the beat and let's get the party started. Khabib Nurmagomedov versus Dustin the Diamond Poirier. It went down Saturday afternoon, and you know what? It went exactly how it was supposed to go. It was uh, it was a one-sided beatdown, and Khabib was swinging the hammer. But Dustin Poirier had his moments. Let's take it all the way back. Let's take it back because my prediction was I thought Khabib was going to maul Dustin Poirier. I thought Khabib was going to be too much, even in the heat, even in the five-round fight. I thought Khabib was going to be too much, but there would be moments where Dustin could take advantage. And if he could get homie into the fourth and fifth round, the interim champion had a shot to take that guy's O. But in the end... Khabib did what everyone thought he was going to do. He dominated the three rounds up until the submission, and he won the fight. It was like 150 degrees in that place. The steam was coming from the ground. It was super hot in Abu Dhabi. Pro-Khabib crowd, pro-Russia crowd. It was all that and then some. But in the end, Khabib got the victory. First round, all Khabib. Second round, Dustin Poirier, who looked visibly gassed. He looked gassed, guys, in the second. Probably from the heat, probably from throwing all these punches. And he caught Habib on the on the top of the head. And there was a little bit of Barboza dancing. There was a little back and forth. Uh, Khabib trying to get his legs. It definitely woke up Nurmagomedov. Dustin was going for broke. He thought that was his chance. It looked good, but Khabib weathered the storm. And he was throwing punches in bunches on the way back as well. It was a great, fun second round. Uh, but you could tell Poirier... You know, unloaded the gas tank on that. Habib recovered beautifully. I had him winning the first two rounds easily, especially with all the takedowns. I mean, Dustin Poirier couldn't stop any takedowns. I believe Khabib was successful four out of five times. Uh, Poirier was trying to do all he could on the ground, though, with the switches and trying to flip it to the back and try to flip him into the into the guard. Khabib is too good for that, people. Khabib Nurmagomedov is world class. This man wrestles bears. Okay, he wrestles bears. This is uh, uh Dustin Poirier didn't have anything for him. I thought Matt, uh, Dustin would have a bigger size advantage. That didn't exist with the with the eagle Khabib Nurmagomedov. Third round comes. Third round comes, and this is the chance for Dustin Poirier. This is the chance of a lifetime. He gets Habib in a very tight guillotine joke choke, where Khabib even admits that it was very close. It was very tight. Habib was struggling to escape, but, uh, you know, he got out of it because he's Habib, and Habib has literally no neck, so, and that, that just woke up the bear killer right there, he, you know, he mo- grabs the face, he makes sure he doesn't breathe, he got on the back, and it was a tap, one, two, three, it was the end of the deal, shout out to Conor McGregor, I mean, Conor, Conor lasted longer than, uh, than everybody, so we gotta give McGregor that respect he deserves, uh, you know, in the hindsight, but, he, uh, Khabib ends the fight as expected, four to one favorite, hops over the cage, people think he's going to attack somebody, he's not, the crowd is full of Russians and Muslims, he's not going to attack anybody, he goes in and he, uh, he gives Dana White a big old smooch, he gives Dana White a big 
old hog alebula. I don't want to mispronounce it because uh, they'll be very mad at me, and that's like super mean and prejudiced to to the, the 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 word with the a, and he does this, he did that. It was incredible. Look, post fight interview was probably better than the fight itself. Khabib is a man of the people. He's the people's champion. Okay, he uh, all respected Dustin Poirier. He put on Dustin's shirt to try to to sell the merchandise and to match it for charity. He wants to face GSP in Africa for clean water. Look, this man, to build, to, to, to bring clean water to Africa. He wants to donate his fight purses. He wants to donate the pay-per-view money to charities and to make a world a better place. Khabib is the super baby face of the UFC. Uh, beating Connor has ex- launched him into another stratosphere. He's able to use his platform for great, for great things for around the world. So I got to respect that. In the end, you know, Dustin Poirier's speech. I don't know if Dustin Poirier could have done better. I think this was the best Dustin Poirier we're ever going to see. It's just Khabib is just that, mu- that much better. Khabib is a savage. Look, people say, look, it's that Sambo. It's that Dagestan. Look at Khabib's teammates. They're not exactly world beaters. They got L's. They, uh, they're not, they don't, they're not as, as dominant. They're not as slick and smooth and the way they chain things together like, like Khabib. Khabib is just once-in-a-lifetime beast. He's 28-0, and 0, bro. You know how hard it is to go undefeated in MMA? It's crazy. I mean, John Jones, technically, if you don't want to count Matt Hamill, but look, Khabib is a beast. He's pound-for-pound, pound, number one in my opinion. He's, uh, he's literally beaten everybody. He's just destroyed everybody he's faced. I mean, I, mean, I can't tell he lasted, but that was like, on a five-minute replacement notice. But, look, let's talk about the next opponent, okay? Dustin Poirier, he's a beast. I want him to get a big payday. I think he should face Conor McGregor next. They should do Conor Dustin 2 at lightweight. Dustin deserves another big payday. He's a hell of a fighter. He's got all heart and uh, much respect. I think that's the fight to make. But let's go over to Habib because everybody's focused on Habib. Who the heck is the eagle Habib Nurmagomedov going to face? Look, there's only one match that I want to see. And that's Khabib versus Tony. This is the fight that's been in the making for like three years now. Everybody gets hurt. Tony Ferguson ankle picks cameraman at Fox and and blows his ACL. He doesn't give a shit. I mean, he's a different animal. We need a crazy man like Tony Ferguson to face this Russian bear dominator in Khabib. This is the fight that we need to see. Tony hasn't lost in years. Khabib has never lost. These are the two best guys. I know people are clamoring for Conor McGregor, right? Conor is on there like, book my rematch in Moscow. No, have your fight against Dustin Poirier or maybe face Dustin Gaethje because you're always going to have that Diaz fight. You're you're probably going to face the winner of Diaz in Masvidal for the baddest motherfucker belt. So uh, we'll, we'll slide him off to the side. The third and only other option is uh, George St. Pierre. GSP versus Habib at 155. They're going to do it in Africa if they do it. Clean water for the whole continent. I'm all about that. But first, December 14th. It has to go down live on pay-per-view from the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. We got to see Habib versus Tony. It's the only fight to happen, people. And uh, I believe Khabib is a two-to-one favorite, two-and-a-half to one favorite right now at the sports book. So a lot closer fight. Khabib, uh, Tony doesn't get tired. He fights off his back. He, he throws elbows off his back. Great striking, tall. I think that is the fight. And you know what? Khabib deserves respect. He talks about, oh, I got to beat Tony Ferguson now. Oh, I got to beat Dustin Poirier now. Oh, I got to beat Conor now. Look, I'm giving you the respect, Khabib. I have you number one in the world pound for pound. Now I just got to see you fight Tony Ferguson. That's it. And I'll be a happy camper. And uh, what else on that card? Edson Barbosa, Paul Felder, great fight. Really weird cards uh, for the decision, but uh, it was a good fight altogether. And uh, yeah, Blades won. I wish Derek Luce was on this card because it was 180 degrees. I don't know how those guys wear those outfit, wear the wear the garments and stuff in the heat. It's crazy. But in the end, Khabib number one, Khabib smash. Shout out to Khabib Nurmagomedov. 
Nate Diaz versus Jorge Masvidal is the fight that was announced this weekend, people. The BMF, the baddest motherfucker belt, is being created just for Nate Diaz and George Masvidal, folks. This is headlining Madison Square Garden, November 2nd, live and only on pay-per-view, folks. This is the fight you gotta see. I'm gonna host a Halloween party slash pool party, because we're in LA, it's gonna be hot till Christmas, slash fight party. If you're in the LA area, you gotta come out to the costume party slash pool party slash fight party. I'm interested to see people put on makeup and then put on their, their two-piece and their G-string and hop in the pool. Nevertheless, let's go back to this. Nate Diaz, Jorge Masvidal, this is the fight people wanna see. This is the headliner at MSG. Colby Covington and Kamar Usman could not come to an agreement. Uh, Colby is saying that it was a one offer and he said no and they kept it moving. So they didn't want to pay Colby. Usman was offered Colby and he was offered Jorge Masvidal. Didn't get any of that. So I don't know what's going on with those negotiations. Uh, Jorge Masvidal and Nate Diaz is going down. My opinion, strip them both. Strip Usman, strip Colby, throw all the belts in this fight. Why not? That way, uh, you know what? Then you know what? You have Colby and Usman. Maybe they face off in a non-title. I don't know. I'm all for stripping them because I'm all about the fights. All right, Usman, oh, I had to take a break. Colby took a fight in between. Respect to Colby. He took a fight in between. So I don't know if I should strip Colby, but Usman, come on, Kamaru. It's time. You got to get in there. You got to defend your belt. I'm on your ass right now because I'm, about, I'm all about champions defending their straps. You got to gotta, gotta, gotta keep it moving, man. So I'm all excited for Diaz and Masvidal. That is the fight. That is the fight. That's the fight. Casuals, hardcores. This is the fight you got to see. And it's going to be on the same night as Canelo Alvarez and Sergey Kovalev. This is according to reports. Uh, Eric Gomez, Golden Boy matchmaker, they have not made an official announcement yet. But all sources and all reports and everybody I'm talking to is saying that Canelo Alvarez is taking on Sergey Kovalev for the WBO Light Heavyweight Championship of the World, November 2nd, same day. At at uh, it's not gonna be a T-Mobile because the Golden Knights playing, so it's gonna be at the MGM or the Mandalay Bay. It's going down for Canelo's fourth title, fourth weight division, all that good stuff. Look, I love me some Buddy McGirt, Sergey Kovalev's trainer. I enjoy watching Kovalev fight. I really enjoy watching Canelo Alvarez fight. The zone, you need to move this fight. Fuck all that KSI Logan Paul shit. You can put that somewhere else. You know what? Put, put, put KSI and Logan Paul on Canelo's undercard and put that fight November 9th at Staples Center. Look, you got to have these individual nights. It's good for business. Meanwhile, Top Rank, Top Rank is having Miguel Burchelt fight on that night as well uh, at the at the Carson, at the, at the Stub Up Center. So you got three, three big fights going down on the same day. I, I expect it to happen with the streaming services. Look. Back when it was just pay-per-view only, you had, because companies didn't want that fight, they didn't want that crossover, but now we got pay-per-view, streaming, and television. That's all going down on the same day. You got a streaming service, a pay-per-view, and ESPN normal. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, but, you know, I, I really wish they would work on this. That's a lot of content November 2nd, man. I don't know if I can keep up with that. But look, Canelo Alvarez and Kovalev, it's going down. I expect a formal announcement pretty soon. It's Mexican Independence Day weekend. You got Munguia. You got Garcia fighting. I'm sure Canelo will make an appearance. And there may be a press conference that day. Who knows? We shall see. But Canelo Kovalev is all but official. I can't wait for that fight. Can't wait to watch it whether I'm in Vegas with the Golden Boy crew or I'm in New York City at the UFC or if I'm here at the pool party slash costume party slash fight party, which will happen at this house. Whether I am here or not, people, all I got to say is an exciting November 2nd. I got to talk about Mikey Garcia. Look, Mikey Garcia is the ultimate businessman and I respect it, okay? Mikey Garcia... 
is coming off his lopsided decision to Errol Spence, and now he is clamoring, and he is leveraging everyone, and he is a master businessman and a master negotiator for all this, is that he is going to propel himself into a fight with the WBA welterweight championship champion of the world, the Senator Manny Pacquiao. Does Mikey Garcia deserve this fight? No. He does not deserve this fight. He does not deserve to fight another champion after what happened last time. The counter is you get what you deserve, right? And Mikey Garcia did lose that welterweight, but he lost to arguably the best welterweight in the world. Spence and Crawford are seen as the two best in that division. And if Mikey Garcia is pound for pound best, he's a top fighter. He was undefeated before that match in March. People forget. And he's going to fight a much a, a smaller welterweight in Manny Pacquiao. It's a more competitive fight. It's a very skilled fight. This fight could happen at 135, 140, or 147, but it's going to happen at 147 for the WBA welterweight title. Look, DeZone offered a huge bag. Eddie Hearn offered a huge bag to, to Mikey Garcia. Mikey Garcia took that and went back to Al Heyman and PBC. He's like, look, I'm going to take this bag at DeZone. All this DeZone money they're offering. LA, hometown, big pay-per-view draw, Mexican. Al Heyman and PBC are forced. They are forced to give him a shot. If Keith Thurman would have beaten Manny Pacquiao, they would have done Keith Thurman versus Mikey Garcia, right? It, it, that, 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 that Mikey Garcia is a genius. I don't expect Mikey to fight much longer. I think two or three more fights, big paydays. Mikey, Mikey's got the car dealerships and the CBD and all the bit in the promotion. He's a smart businessman with the properties and all that. So if you're a Mikey Garcia fan, expect fireworks with Manny Pacquiao. I'm expecting that fight to happen in January. Manny fights often in January and February. I'm expecting those dates because it's free for him uh, when it comes to the Senate for the for the politics and the Philippines and all that great stuff. So, shout out to Mikey Garcia. Get that payday, man. It is what it is. You 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 figured out the boxing blueprint. Get your payday, Manny versus Mikey. I expect that fight to go down in LA. That fight should happen at the Staples Center or at the Bank of California. Maybe an outdoor. Maybe a little too cold in January, but uh, maybe some rain. Uh, but I expect that to be in L.A. Staples Center. You got to have the Mexican backyard, and Manny has a big fan base in L.A. Mikey versus Manny in L.A. for the WBA title. And you know what? Maybe the Mayan belt will make an appearance because I was joking. I was joking about putting the Mayan belt on Tyson Fury. They actually did it. They they, they named they named him El Rey. It's all that good stuff, man. But look, I'm going to drop this David Benavidez interview. Real quick, listen to my quick five minutes with David Benavides. This fight's going down September 28th. It's the co-main event of Errol Spence and Showtime Sean Porter. Let's drop the interview, and we'll come back with this weekend's predictions. Mexican Independence Day. There are three fights. There are three big cards going down this weekend, folks. Uh, am I excited for a few fights? Absolutely. Listen, Devin Haney is headlining in New York City on Friday. He's facing Adulev. Uh, supposed to be a good fight. I think it's for the interim WBC lightweight. Look, I'm taking, uh, I'm taking Devin Haney. He's going to walk away with an interim strap. He's going to ask for Lomachenko. He's a beast. Does he really want to fight Lomachenko? He probably does, but he should have signed with top rank if he really wanted to fight Lomachenko, right? Because he got Teofimo and Loma coming in and then you got Devin Haney. Who knows? Devin Haney promotions, millionaire, multi-millionaire at 21. I'm not going to dog it. Do you, boo. But I'll take Devin Haney to win this fight in exciting fashion. Pretty butthurt that Danny Roman got hurt. All prayers and thoughts to him as well. Hopefully he makes a speedy recovery. I was really looking forward to his fight with that Russian dude. Thought it was going to be a beast-ass fight. No walk in the park. Uh, hopefully he fights uh, Azat pretty soon. But Danny Roman got to get back in that ring. Looking forward to it. And uh, don't sleep on Heather Hardy and Amanda Serrano. Two women fighters going at it. Heather Hardy of Bellator fame and boxing fame. She's going to crush it. Serrano's a beast though. 
It's going to be a very competitive, tough fight. Both girls are in shape. I don't have a prediction on that one. Saturday night, it's going down in Las Vegas. And it's going down here at the StubHub Center. Dignity Health, all that great stuff. Let's talk about Vegas real quick. El Rey, Tyson Fury taking on Otto Whalen. Come on, folks. Come on. What do I got to say? We already know what the deal is. Tyson Fury is going to go whoop, 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 whoop. He's going to do his head movement, whoop, 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 whoop. And he's going to beat this dude's ass for like two or three rounds and win the fight. I'm not excited for this fight whatsoever. Tyson Fury is elite. He is all time with this skill. And he's facing these B-level fighters. He faced Tom Schwartz. Whooped his ass in like a round and a half. And now he's facing Otto Whalen, who's the king of Sweden. Who won his grudge match in Europe, which is his claim to fame. He's 20-0. I understand this. He is not in the same ballpark as Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury is a beast. It's Fury. It's Wilder. It's Ruiz. Those are the top three, and Joshua's there as well. You got to give respect to Joshua. He's the, he's a beast. Those are the big four. Luis Ortiz is right there as well on, on the underneath on that cusp. Luis Ortiz is way better than Ala Whalen. Look, the the, elite, the least they could have done is gotten this guy a Mexican opponent, maybe like Miguel Cubos or something, or they could have got him an American opponent so he gets more attention. Or maybe they do this fight in Boston, but no, they're back in Vegas. El Rey is back in Vegas. This is a stoppage. Wipeout. The best fighting on that card is going to be that Pedraza fight. That's a fight, ladies and gentlemen. Pedraza's on that card. That's a good-ass fight. Uh, I believe there's another title on that fight as well. Uh, Navarrete. Is it Navarrete? I think Navarrete's on that card as well. Pretty solid card. It's uh, probably the... Th- I don't know. I don't know if there's any, anything I'll be tuning into other than that Pedraza. That Pedraza fight. And then uh, Tyson Fury will be in the background. Main event. I'm sorry. What am I saying? Dignity Health Sports Center. The Golden Boy card. No Canelo. No problem. No Vegas. No problem, folks. Uh, main event of the evening is Jaime Mungia, WBO 154 champion, who will be vacating his title, moving up to 160 after this. Look, Jaime Mungia looked like trash against Dennis Hogan. I'm just going to say it. Dennis Hogan could have won that fight. Easy money. The fight was in Mexico, and uh, you know what the deal is with uh, Jaime Mungia. Jaime Mungia probably did enough to win. He could have lost. It was a very close fight. It is what it is. We're moving on. We're going to say it was a bad weight cut. Mungia switched trainers. He's got El Terrible. Eric Morales in his corner. He's uh, the main event. He's fighting, uh, who is this guy's name? Uh, Alati. He's fighting Alati, all right? And uh, somehow Usher's involved with one of these guys. So Usher's hanging out. I don't know if he's involved with Sparrow or Alati, but he's hanging out. And uh, I expect Mungia to win this fight. I don't know who they'll put him with at 160. They want to try and protect Mungia. You know what? It's either 50-50, right? Because I'm already moving on. I think he wins this fight. He vacates the belt. It's a big fight. Maybe he fights Canelo Alvarez. Maybe he fights Gennady Golovkin. Maybe he fights, uh, I don't know, something. Somebody, because look, he's got name value, and he's Mexican, so maybe they do Canelo versus Munguia in Mexico City next year. Who knows? That's a big money fight. That's a fight that sells before they realize maybe Munguia is not a top-tier guy. They will cash out on him. That's my opinion. In the end, I'll take Munguia by stoppage. It'll be a late stoppage. He'll look really good, and uh, everybody will be happy. They'll strap one of those Mayan belts on him, and it'll be good to go. Co-main event is what everybody's excited about. All the girls are in town. All the Justin Bieber fans are in here to see Ryan Garcia. King Rye, who is coming off an impressive victory in Fantasy Springs uh, in March. He destroyed that poor uh, Puerto Rican dude. It, uh, he looked, it was a showcase fight. He looked like he was ready to blow the doors off of anybody that night. Dude's looking jacked. He's got all the Gymshark on, 12-pack, all that. And then somebody's fighting this guy named Sparrow. He was supposed to fight this guy named Romero Duno. Pay my man. Pay my man Ryan Garcia to take these hard-ass fights. So this is definitely a step-up in competition. They're gonna. This is not a sink or swim kind of fight. They just got to see where King Rai is, uh, where is he specifically. And, of course, there was those issues with the contract and the pay and all that good stuff. 
bad stuff and then some. I don't really get involved in all that. I'm just happy that King Rye is back in the ring. He's back in front of his fans. He's going to have the girls screaming. He's going to have the dads being angry and uh, all that and then some. He's I don't know if he's honorary Mexican. I'm honorary Mexican. Dude's full Mexican. I hope he comes out in a sombrero and a mariachi band. I'm taking Ryan Garcia to win this fight very easily, ladies and gentlemen. I think it's a showcase. He's got the speed. He's got the power. His defense is coming along. Maybe he's got to tuck his chin a little bit, but who am I to say? He's got Eddie Reynoso in his corner. Team Canelo, Canelo life. In the end, I'm taking Ryan Garcia to win this fight. The big UFC this weekend is Justin Gaethje versus Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Two top five guys, in my opinion. Of course, Cowboy Cerrone just had his fight with El Kukui Tony Ferguson. But once again, Donald Cowboy Cerrone, uh, he doesn't give a fuck. So, and this is why he is, he's got to be in the top five uh, BMF rankings. If I'm doing the, the baddest motherfucker title rankings right now, you got to put Diaz and Masvidal. They're facing for the title. You got to throw Nick Diaz in there as well. Pettis lost, so he slid down the rankings. Donald Cerrone, who does have a loss over Diaz, against Diaz rather, he's on the BMF list too. You got to throw Justin Gaethje in there as well, man. Justin Gaethje is 20 and 2. This guy's an absolute freak of nature. But folks, let's get back. Donald Cowboy Cerrone, he's fought recently. You know, he lost to Ferguson. The doctor stopped it. It is what it is. Uh, I wish that fight would have gone on a little longer. Maybe they'll rematch it uh, in the future for a BMF title or the lightweight interim. Who knows? But anyway, he's facing Justin Gaethje, folks. Justin Gaethje, that guy is a freak of nature. This guy just walks forward. He doesn't give a fuck. And he will take three punches to the face to give a punch. So you know what? He's a very fan-friendly fighter. He faced uh, Edson Barbosa. He walked right through Edson Barbosa. And uh, he didn't care about Edson Barbosa's kicks or his punches or his uh, jujitsu. None of that. Justin Gaethje didn't care about any of that stuff. Remember, Justin Gaethje was undefeated for the longest time. He came into the UFC. He just stops everybody. I think he's allergic to decisions. This man does not want to go to a decision come hell or high water. I believe his only decision uh, was a split decision with Melvin Gallard. Because uh, Gallard missed weight. So he came in here, he lost to Eddie, he lost to Dustin. No big deal, he goes out on his shield, right? He knocks out Vic, he knocks out Barbosa, and now this is a big-time fight. I wanted Justin Gaethje to face Tony Ferguson. I wanted Justin Gaethje, selfishly, to face uh, to face Conor McGregor as well. I, I believe Justin Gaethje deserves a big fight. He's got the style. He's just this white dude from Arizona, but he's this white... We know these white guys from heavily Mexican-populated areas. This guy definitely drinks Corona, this man is definitely, he's dated a Mexican woman in his life. He's definitely cool at all the barbecues. Hey, he, he, maybe he's even been to a quinceanera, right? But Donald Cowboy Cerrone and Justin Gaethje, I don't know who to pick on this one. I got to go with Gaethje. I think Gaethje's going to stop Cerrone. I think these two guys are going to go to absolute war in Canada. I wish this fight was in Arizona or something, but it's going down in Vancouver, Canada. Canadians are amazing fans. And I got to go with Justin Gaethje. I, I, you know it's going to be an absolute war. I just think Gaethje will outlast a little longer. And I think he could take a better shot right now than Cerrone. It's going to be wear and tear five rounds. In the end, I'm taking Justin Gaethje by a late stoppage, baby. That's my pick. I'm rolling with Gaethje. And then after that, he's got to... You figure he's going to face the winner of Khabib Nurmagomedov versus Tony Ferguson, right? You think? Or maybe maybe they do a Gaethje Poirier run it back. But I'm, I want Gaethje McGregor. But Poirier is going to be left at the dust after losing that interim title. I Man, Poirier, Gaethje too, would be an amazing, amazing fight. But Connor, come on, Connor. I know you're talking about this rematch in Moscow. You're talking about all this booty, booty, booty. No, 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 no. 
You gotta fight my man Justin Gaethje, or you fight Nate Diaz for the BMF title because people are down for that. All right, that's it for me on today's episode of the Too Legit Fight Show All Combat Edition. Folks, make sure to leave a like, subscribe, rate, and review everything on the Too Legit Show if you enjoyed this episode. Be on the lookout for the sports content. I got a special guest coming in this week to talk NFL, life, other sports, all that great stuff. Once again, my name is Alex Fernandez. You can follow me at Mr. Alex Fernandez. And uh, who you got winning this fight? Leave some comments below. It's a big weekend. Who's facing Khabib? Mexican Independence Day. I'm, I'm an honorary Mexican, so I'll be rocking the sombrero. I'll be eating tacos and drinking way too much Tecate with my beautiful girl, Michelle Rivas, a.k.a. Chelly. It's going down this weekend, folks. Enjoy yourselves. I'm out. <laughs>